to episode 12 of Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Um, if you can't tell, I'm not very sure what episode this is. I think it's 12, but hey, we'll just go with it. Um, I'll edit it if it's not. And I am joined by none other than Leo Martinez. Leo, say hello. Hello. Um, what movie did you choose and why? <laughs> uh, let's see. I chose Parasite mostly because um, I'm really big on watching thrillers. And mm-hmm. whenever there's anything with psychology, um, am, I allowed, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, anything that's like mind fucking. I really yeah. love seeing that kind of stuff. Um, and then when I saw the that Parasite won so many awards, I was like, oh. This is interesting now because mm-hmm. I never heard of it before until it took home a lot of awards. So that made me want to watch it. And then when I heard you were doing a podcast, I was like, oh, sign me up for Parasite because that's a good movie to talk about. Yeah. And I was excited because this is our first foreign language film. And I watch a bunch of foreign language films. And I don't know. I watch every movie with subtitles anyways. Is it really? Um, yeah. So... Oh. Nice. I'm excited to do this, and hopefully our listeners will broaden their horizons. Yeah, let's get some cultural awareness going. Exactly. <laughs> um, I will so, say... Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, one thing that threw me off when I rewatched it for this podcast is I forgot that it was foreign, so I forgot <laughs> that I had to read subtitles for the next two hours. Yeah. It's kind of hard to... like. With this, especially like taking notes, it's kind of hard because you can't just listen while you're writing something down. Oh, yeah. Um, But, hey. Oh, well. Um, So, before we start with the movie, I'm going to talk about how we know each other. Leo, you are my first Colorado friend to be on the podcast. So, welcome. Oh, yeah. Um, Excited. All my Indiana friends probably think that you're fake or (laughs) that I paid you or something. Well... We won't talk about the form of payment. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but we met because <laughs> we worked together. So I, I that's guess right. that's about it. Um, yeah, nice and simple. Yeah, I didn't know anyone whenever I moved out here. And you were getting married and you asked me to watch your dogs. And then, <laughs> I don't know, since then we've been friends. So thank you for asking oh, me to God, watch your dogs. I forgot about that. No, thank you. We, My wife and I totally forgot about, hey, who's going to watch the dogs during the wedding? And lo and behold, new guy showed up, and I'm like, eh, you look like a nice guy. I trust you with my dogs. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm, it worked I'm out. I'm the knight in shining armor. I came up, I saved the day. Hey, and you also watched our other friend's dog, Freddy. Yeah. So shout yep. out oh, to I Freddy. Freddy. <laughs> He's the cutest dog I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Uh, and he just wanted to cuddle. Oh, man. Best dog ever. Okay. You say no to so, that. Exactly. Um, now, I'm just going to move into the pre-movie section. And like I told you, but this is for the listeners now, um, this is going to be much shorter than normal. One, right. because I'll just butcher a lot of names. But also because <laughs> I haven't seen many of the movies anyone else, any of the actors are in or anything. Um, so... Um, yeah, we'll go into Parasite. I'll actually read the synopsis now. It's a, it's a real short one. Um, 
Greed and class discrimination <laughs> threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Um, yeah, the first four words of that are greed and class discrimination, which I think are very accurate for what we're going to talk about with this movie. Oh, yeah. Very proud. And like you mentioned, this won a bunch of awards. Um, This was directed by Bong Joon-ho. It had a budget of $11 million, and it ended up making $257 million. So made a bunch of money. Um, (laughs) And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 99%. Which is great. So, it was that a was very commercial. Impressive. Yeah, it was a commercial and critical success. Mm-hmm. So, what more can you ask for? Ooh, right. Um, like, like I mentioned, this was directed by Bong Joon Ho. Have you seen any of his other movies, Leo? No, that was the first time I ever heard of him. But now, because of watching Parasite, I'm gonna go watch. Um, there's another movie that starts with snow. Or has the word snow in yeah. it, I think. Snowpiercer. Yeah, I want to watch that one. That's next on my list. Yep. I watched that. It has um, Chris Evans in it. And it's pretty good. It's weird. Kind of like Parasite is. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. And then they just made a series on it that Bong Joon-ho helps produce. Um, I okay. don't remember who made the series, but... Um, yeah, it's a weird movie. I recommend it. Um, and Good. then other okay. than that... Definitely going to watch it then. Yeah, other than that, the only thing I'd heard about by him was Okja, which was a Netflix um, original that he made, and I haven't seen it. It's about like this big animal. I think it's about like animal rights or something. I don't know. Okay. Hey, I like that. Um, Even though we don't really see his stuff, like everyone who Googles or talks about it knows, like, hey, he's going to hit on some form of activism or bring awareness to, like, a big issue. Yeah, sure. Um, And I didn't mention this, but he's South Korean. Um, This is a Korean movie. Um, I've been watching some... Korean movies for this to try to be like, okay, what else can I, um, I don't know, take from the the Korean industry, film industry, and all the movies have been, yeah, and all the Mm -hmm. movies have been pretty boring. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you are you saying boring as um, context or because of the acting? Um, so one is called A Taxi Driver, which actually has Song Kang-ho, who plays Mr. Kim in this, um, the dad of the poor family. Um, it's called A Taxi Driver, and it was, it's described as an action movie, but there's, oh, there's no action in it, like, (laughs) Normally, action movies, there's, like, an action hero that does something cool. This is none of that. It's just, like, there's protests in the city, and he's a taxi driver and has to drive, like, this reporter in and out of the city. And, like, there's no action. It's just people, like, (laughs) protesting. And it doesn't, like, I don't know, it gets violent. 
the protests do, but you know, it's not. I wouldn't call it an action movie. I thought it was very boring. I think that speaks to the culture itself, mm-hmm. like, and and that's something that I know pops up in this movie in Parasite. But as far as like what America deems as an action movie is definitely, I think that alludes to the whole the different cultural the cultural differences. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Um, and also like my experience with Asian cinema has been Jackie Chan movies. And so whenever it said it was an action movie, I was like, okay, like there's going to be some kick Let's watch it. and stuff. Um, nothing. So <laughs> I didn't like it. So I'm sorry if anyone listening has seen it and liked it. Um, and then the only other actor in this that I'd seen anything in before was Chow Woo Sik. And he plays Kevin the son mm-hmm. of the poor family. Um, and he was in Train to Busan, which I'll, I'm just going to spoil it now. That's going to be my recommendation at the end of this. Um, I always recommend oh, a movie. Okay. And that's the only other mm-hmm. Korean movie I've seen that I enjoyed. So, Okay. Uh, so at least you got one. Yeah. You got one out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like we said, this won a bunch of um, Oscars, pretty much any award uh, that there, any award ceremony there is that won a bunch of stuff. Um, most notably, it was the first foreign language film to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, uh, that made me happy because I like foreign language films. So I was like, hey, hopefully more people watch it. And they have. Like everyone I've talked to this week, about this movie everyone's been like oh yeah i've seen it it's really good and that's normally not the case with foreign language movies so for do you do you want a fun fact about my experience with uh parasite real quick and yeah. watching the movie the first time sure so like i said we we saw the movie won a bunch of awards so that mm-hmm. first drew our attention to it so we went out and bought it on dvd okay a week later, it's for free on Hulu. So I was like, <laughs> God dang it. Like, we just blew money for nothing. But I think what really locked us into wanting to watch it is seeing the awards come in for the Oscar night. And did you watch Oscar night? Um, or at least a recap of the director and everybody accepting the awards? No. Oh, it's pretty funny. Like, he's just like, another one? And, like, you can tell he's just really excited. He gets pretty drunk and is just like, we're going to party till whenever. So that's what really made me be like, oh, I want to watch this now for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. Um, I bought the Criterion edition of this movie, which I don't... I don't even know how to describe Criterion because I'm not very knowledgeable because I just watch a bunch of their older movies. But I think they like pick movies that are um, not iconic but important in one way or another. And then they have a ton of special features about them. And like with older movies, they work to digitally restore them. Um, and so oh. I bought that version for this and it had a bunch of special features. I didn't have time to watch them all yet. Um, but one was um, just an interview with Bong Joon-ho, the director. And he seems like a cool guy. 
Like, I'd want to hang out with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love one, to get a drink with the man. Yeah, one of the notable things was um, one of the first questions they asked him was about comic books. And I guess he's a huge comic book fan. And after he wrote the screenplay, he actually like used comic books to storyboard this, which essentially means like um you kind of draw out all the shots you're going to use right um and he he, yeah and he said he essentially just wrote this in comic book form and they actually sold um the like screenplay storyboard comic thing for this um yeah that's pretty exciting yeah i don't own it but now that i know it exists (laughs) i might buy buy it it. (laughs) yeah i don't want to tell you that because you helped me out with my debt snowball that's um, right dave ramsey yeah i'll ask for it for christmas how about that there you go santa's got you exactly <laughs> um so i guess that's all i'm gonna go into for the pre-movie because um you know there's not a lot to go <laughs> off of based on As our listeners i guess civilization yeah yeah exactly <laughs> from that perspective um, so, right now, um, we talked about it's two feuding, not feuding families, but two different families. So, different. I guess I'm going to um, describe them and the people in them. And mm-hmm. if you have anything to say, you know, speak up. Um, do. So, first we'll do the Kim family, who's, you know, the main characters. Um, right. The father is called Mr. Kim. Um, he <laughs> seems to have loose morals. Their whole family kind of does. Um, right. The Kim family is the the poor family. Um, they're struggling to survive. They just fold a bunch of pizza boxes for money, which doesn't beginning. sound fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so Mr. Kim's the dad. Chung Sook is the mom. Do you have anything to say about Chung Sook? Yeah, the first thing that really drew my attention about her character is when that first few se- in the first few scenes, the camera goes to a plaque on the wall, and mm-hmm. there's a medal, and right next to the medal is a picture of what we assume to be the mom back in her golden years, mm-hmm. and it look it gives us the idea that she was this successful track athlete. So for me, I was like, okay, so you, at one point you had like the traits or skill set of how to be successful but Mm. now you find yourself here so i was like i wonder what happened why are we here yeah that's a good point um and her name means insect in korean correct i did not know that oh okay i didn't look that up so that's um yeah so she the you know the movie's obviously called parasite Mm-hmm. Um, and in the interview I watched, they said, um, normally calling someone, I think it's just Chung in Korean. It mm. means like you're calling them a pest and it's kind of derogative. And right. so he gave her the name Chung Sook, oh. um, that because sense. yeah, their family is yeah. kind of like insects. They even get, um, exterminated at one point <laughs> because they're stupid, but or, right. or desperate. Who knows? Um, it's free extermination. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the son, 
who is probably the main character him or the dad um but his name is kevin um Mm -hmm. he's the one that meets the rich family who's the park family and we'll go into how they met and all that stuff in a bit but Mm -hmm. um and then the daughter of the kim family her name is jessica I don't have a lot to say about her right now until we introduce how she will be utilized in the movie. Right. Um, yeah. And There's so, not much to say of her in the beginning. You're right. Yeah. She comes in later. Yep. Um, and then on the other hand, we have the Park family. They are the wealthy, rich family. Right. Um, the dad, they call him Nathan. Um so that's what we will call him. American name. Yeah. Um, the mom, I didn't catch her real name, but they called her Madam a lot, so I'm just going to call her Madam or uh, Mrs. Park, something like that. Right. And then the son is DeSong, and he is a child prodigy, I guess, is what the parents think. <laughs> Right. Uh, I can't remember how old he is. He's older than first grade, um, but he's not too old. Yeah. He, I, um, I think he, I would say, yeah, like a first grader age, maybe. Yeah. No more than um, second grade. And then the daughter's name is Dahai. So Dahai is actually how these families meet because she has a tutor who's teaching mm-hmm. her English. Um, his name is Min. And right. he's friends with Kevin. Um, and Min is going to go study abroad. And he's like, he asked Kevin, he's like, hey, man, can you keep an eye on her? Like, you should tutor her. I'll give you a recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. You tutor her because Min likes her and right. doesn't want anyone else to go flirt with her. And so mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I can trust my bro. Turns uh, out, no, you can't, dude. That killed me. That's what, yeah. When I saw that unroll, I was like, you piece of scum. Yeah, um, yeah, Kevin. That's just that's just rude, Kev. Bros mm-hmm. um, before hoes. Yeah, and also men. Whenever he comes over, he brings this big box, um, and then it has this like rock, and the rock is said to symbolize like if you have it in your home, it's supposed to bring you wealth and, and prosperity. Good fortune. Right. Yeah, I was and, surprised by that. Like, the first time I watched the movie, I didn't mm-hmm. think much of The Rock. But when they said, oh, this is what it symbolizes, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a metaphor for something. Yeah. But the second time I watched it, I understood it way more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And literally, whenever he gets it, it's weird. Kevin says it multiple times in this movie, but he's like, wow, that's so metaphorical. <laughs> or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it is actually um, <laughs> weird that the actors pointing it out yeah. but you can tell like men for him like he's rich he's in that mm-hmm. upper status um, he's going abroad yeah he's exactly got money. and so the rock doesn't really matter to him he's just like oh you know here i'm gonna give it to this poor family and mm-hmm. you know maybe it'll give them a kick in the behind to, right like you know we got a bunch of these we can yeah, we can forward. Uh, yeah, he on. literally says it's from his like grandfather's collection or something. Right, there's like um, a bunch in every corner of each ha- of the house or something like that. Yeah, and then the Kim family 
it's weird like they're the exact opposite like that rock just now means the world to them like they <laughs> look up to it they like worship it pretty much right. which is weird um and i think that's the first um class differentiation differentiation i think that's a word distinction there you go yeah that's the first it. distinction um, that we see yeah mm-hmm. um and then so kevin goes and interviews for the um the tutorship tutor right yeah um and whenever he gets there, the mom, his friend actually describes the mom as simple. He says young and simple. And that's kind of a how I would describe her. Um, the mom of the Park family, I guess. Yeah, young and simple. I was looking because I wrote that down too. I yeah. was like, this is to, to an Amer- American that's like, okay, nothing of it. It sounds like a very plain line and way to describe someone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the way the movie plays it, and maybe in Korean culture, it's kind of insulting. Like, oh, you're young, you don't have this wisdom. Oh, you're simple, you can't comprehend complex ideas. Mm -hmm. And there's, she's kind of the the problem with the movie, like the plot, because she's so simple, like she doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very easy to manipulate and does yeah. not have a sense this is very millennial of me to say but <laughs> she does not have a sense of who she is yeah that's true I feel like um, that's, very, that's a very good way of saying it yeah so Kevin she wants to watch him tutor for the first lesson um, and it's actually weird because earlier in the movie they were talking about how they needed vigor um Mm -hmm. like whenever they're all sitting around their table they're talking about how they need vigor and then whenever he's tutoring her she's like doing a problem and then she like loses her momentum or something and he's like i'm not here to teach you english i'm here to teach you vigor and then like Mm -hmm. he's filled with vigor and now he's like trying to get other people um and the mom was just sold she's just like hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Sure. Oh, um, yeah. That was weird to me because he's like, what was the the story he used was you have to slice through the jungle and yeah. you have to keep going. And I was like, who thinks of it like that? But then when you think <laughs> of like Asian culture and like the focus they have on education, I'm like, well, yeah. well that lines up with that. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard for us to you know, understand all the intricacies of like their characters because we can't really relate mm-hmm. and what we can understand are probably just stereotypes. Um, right. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we're trying our best here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, so he gets the job and while he's leaving, the mom is like talking about how the son is like a, an art genius, mm-hmm. but um, no art teacher wants to teach him, I guess. She said none right. have lasted more than a month. Mm-hmm. And that's when Kevin gets this bright idea. He's like, you know, my sister, <laughs> Jessica, helped forge 
this document that I brought to this interview saying I went to college, you know, and right. I qualified because he actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know what? Jessica is pretty good at art and she's good with kids. And so he's like, you know, I know this girl. Um, she was Through in my a cousin. mutual friend. Or yeah. Something it was like, like she was in his cousin's class or something. And now mm-hmm. she's like a famous art teacher or something. <laughs> um, um, and so my, my favorite part of that delivery mm-hmm. was not only how quick on his feet he was. So it like showed us, Oh, this guy's quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. He's really smart, but also the reference to part of his like convincing the mom was like, Oh, she went to Illinois state university. She's yeah. from Illinois. And I was like, I'm from Illinois. I, I was, I went to Bloomington, <laughs> which is right near Illinois state university. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I was like, I went to the university right next door. I never really heard about their art program. And so for a mom to be so gold, we'll be like, oh, it's from the States. Like, she must be good. It's from Illinois. Exactly. That shows a lot. Yeah. Um, and so Jessica gets the chance to interview or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. much more strict. Like, she's like, no, mom, like, the mom can't be here while I'm teaching. Um mm-hmm. Even though she asked, the mom was like, can I watch? (laughs) And then the mom, like, she goes downstairs to the maid (laughs) and she's like, I need, uh, go bring them some tea. I'm not allowed in, but go in there and check on them and let me know what's going on. And then whenever they come back upstairs and they're like in the kitchen, the kid's sitting there quietly and then Jessica's sitting there and then she's like, hey, the song go upstairs and he like obeys he gets up and bows and the mom's just like shocked politely yeah she's just like i've never seen anything like this which (laughs) kind of makes me wonder like jessica she said for this all she googled was art therapy and then threw Um, in ad-lib the press yeah but like how was she that good with the kid like she seemed like she had to have a background with kids or something because it wasn't even that long, and the kid just flipped a 180 and was behaving. Right. And I think yeah. that goes to show you how her ability to be very assertive, mm-hmm. not only with the parents, but with the kids. Um, but something that we learned later in the film is that this isn't Jessica's first time manipulating someone. She used to do it at yeah. weddings that people would pay her. <laughs> so I'm like, so this later we find out, oh, she's just really good with manipulating people and yeah. with the kid it shows us it's all ages not just adults yeah and that actually reminded me at the beginning of the movie when she like forges the document for her brother um the mom i think she was like she could be such a good con artist and then whenever they bring <laughs> up like yeah she would go to weddings and like act it like she was someone's wedding date i was like she kind of is a con artist, especially like now she's doing the oh, yeah. the t- art therapist stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a con artist. And it's weird, like the parents were proud of her for being able to forge a official document. Right. Um, and and that, that's definitely like, they're just desperate. They're like, yeah. okay, whatever it takes, we're going to get something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, so she ends up getting the job, um, and then 
they're taking her home because it's raining. They're getting their driver to take her home. And I love, love, love this scene. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it then? Because you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the driver is like, hey, I would like to take you home. Like in the driver way, not in a pre- creepy or any way. Yeah. And she's like, no, just drop me off at the train station. Because she doesn't want him to realize, oh, she's actually poor. She's not from this wealthy family yeah um and just like her brother she thinks quick and then mm-hmm. you just see her in the back seat see slide her panties off and like leave them there so in my mm-hmm. head i was like what is she doing like i yeah. thought she was gonna try to flirt with the driver or something Same. to like get something out of it but no she just leaves and that's it um it, is that can i leave it at that and then we see how it plays in or should i just go right into how it plays in um just go go on into it okay um so later the mr kim the father of the wealthy family realizes hey there's some panties under here but he doesn't bring it up to the driver he Mm -hmm. hides them and then shows them to his wife later and it's like very shocked and disgusted he's like i can't believe he would have the audacity to have sex and and not just sex in my car but in the back seat where i see like where does this guy get off who does he think mm-hmm. he is um, but i think kind of the cultural part that plays into it that we don't normally see in america is instead of you know like a like a current president that we have instead of being like you're fired because xyz he said he he just said he tasked the wife and said hey deal with this mess keep it private uh mm-hmm. we can't have everyone knowing because it's so embarrassing yeah mm-hmm. and also like whenever he tells his wife he's like you know it's weird that a girl would leave her panties behind i wonder what state of mind she was in and the mom oh. didn't understand <laughs> and then I guess they assume he was like drugging women. That's what I assumed it was. Is that what yeah. you thought? Yeah. Something either like they did drugs together, or he tried drugging her or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that could kind of be point to why they wouldn't want people to know about it. Be like, yeah, our driver might be raping people. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I love how. how uh... <clears throat> What what's the word? How like shocked and like holy crap! Like her eyes popped open in dismay when she's like, yeah. meth, cocaine," and she. Yeah. <laughs> but later she asked Jessica like, after they like go because they eventually fire the driver. Yeah. And she asked Jessica like, "Oh, has he ever tried anything with you? Like, how was your experience?" And then Jessica, knowing what she did, was like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy." And what I thought was very funny is the mom saying, oh, Jessica, what a nice, simple girl you are. Like, yeah. You don't know what's really happening. And I'm like, no, mom, you're the one who doesn't know what's really happening. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. ironic that she's like, oh, yeah, Jessica, you don't know what the world's really like when <laughs> mm-hmm. they're manipulating the mom. Um, exactly. Which I it, totally forgot to mention this, but another reason why I picked this movie is because it's also got very good comedy written into yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, like you said, like the mom's face whenever he like mentions <laughs> Whiskers, drugs. Yeah, yeah, she does the same like surprised face whenever Jessica is like, 
did anything happen to DeSong in the first grade? And she's like, <laughs> <gasps> and, and actually, did that make you think, how did Jessica pull that out? Did she get that from the kid? Like, we never learned that, did we? No, I, that's why, like, she said she Googled art therapy and, like, if there's, in the movie, she's like, if there's a space in the bottom right corner that's, like, the schizophrenia zone. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's just something she got from her, like, Google search into art therapy <laughs> or if the son told her or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I thought that was pretty great, though. She really milked that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mom's reaction to that, like she looks shocked. And then <laughs> later on, it shows like later on, she's talking about it and she's like, yeah, he saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on his birthday and we'll get into like the ghost, but yeah. like whenever it shows what he thinks is the ghost, that is mm-hmm. so terrifying. Cause it's like all dark. And then you see like these <laughs> bright eyes, like coming up the staircase oh. And that explains why the kid is so fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, I'd be too if I experienced that and my parents didn't believe me. Yeah. Um, which also goes, like, the lighting in this movie. Like, it's, that scene's one of them. And then, um, I don't know, there's a couple of other scenes. But, like, the lighting in this movie was so incredible to me. Oh, um, I mean that that house in general, like the lighting in the house, even though it's probably like produced for the movie, but it you is. can tell like it, it's one damn nice house. Yeah, so um, I was actually going to talk about that in the pre-movie, but forgot. <laughs> so thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, the entire house was a set, mm-hmm. and um, they actually like one of his, you know, the production the director of production, I don't know what they're called, um, was in charge of like creating a house and Bong Joon-ho, he's like, okay, mm -hmm. we need these shots. Like he's like, I need a shot from the living room where you can see the kitchen, Mm -hmm. but I need a shot from the kitchen where you can't see into the living room because there will be people hiding there. And the guy like met with architects and they're like, this house doesn't make any sense. Like why would this house be designed this way? Um, Yeah. And did they talk but, about, I think in that, I think, are you watching the one from the DVD? Is that the one you're referring to? Yes. Did, didn't, didn't they mention that they also, he was really big on having, was it hallways or staircases? Staircases. Staircases, right. And that's yeah. what I was like, ho oh, ho, this guy's a genius. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and also, the, he mentions, um, there are 990 shots in the movie, and four Ooh. to 500 of them use CGI, which... No way. This, I didn't yeah, hear like, that part. Yeah, and he was like, th- that actually speaks to like how great the people did the CGI, because like you can't tell, but it's a one-story... like They made like a one-story set, and right. then they made a different one-story set for the upstairs. So anytime you see any staircase, it's CGI'd to make it look like it, you know, is a house. And then any outside shot is also CGI'd because they couldn't get the grass to grow. Um, they said trees, buying actual trees was more expensive than CGI'ing them. And so Whoa. they CGI all the trees on the outside. And then, yeah, the entire second floor from the outside to CGI. 
so definitely like you said kudos to the cgi folks yeah and and like you said if it's 400 out of the 900 shots had to be cgi'd Mm -hmm. just that that goes to show you like that's how important it was for the director to have that in yeah um and i like it because i don't know if you've seen ready player one um i have but it's like all cgi and it drives me crazy because it's just like (laughs) cgi throwing up on screen oh is it obvious yeah um and then you know this like i didn't even know that there was cgi until i started watching like the special features i Um, I, you didn't tell me i wouldn't have known i thought it was all just set like complete um and then one other cool thing about the set i guess um they actually before they built any of the sets they Mm. made it all in a video game um no way and it it allowed like the director to walk around and so he's like okay i want a shot from the kitchen if i place the camera here he could adjust like the lighting outside the lighting inside and then he could adjust the lenses that he would shoot with that and is so badass. Yeah, he had everything set up before they um, even designed the sets. But then he's like, once we got there and we're filming, he would still change things. Like, you know what? I actually think it'd be better from this angle. But I think it's so cool that like they made a video game so that he could, you know, be prepared. I guess. Um, and that's why they needed two point x million dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to get that all set up. Yeah. Um, so we'll go back into the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want to it there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were at, she took her panties off in the driver's seat. And whenever the mom is like, oh, you're so innocent. She brings up, she's like, well, my uncle had a driver for him. He was so nice and kind. And she's like, well, my uncle moved to Illinois. I wonder what the driver's doing now his name was mr kim um and yeah it's her dad and so he gets an interview and like the interview is just he goes to nathan's work nathan park the rich dad um, right and it's weird he's like watching him through the glass work yeah um but you know he's probably hasn't been in an office like that um so i can understand why he is acting out of place so do you, um, one thing i noticed about that scene it could have easily been like hey wait in this room out here with like solid walls and i'll have mr kim come out when he's ready but mm-hmm. instead they chose to go with a glass wall where he can see him working he can see everything mm-hmm. but he can't get through and i'm gonna veer off for like a quick minute have okay. you listen to the office podcast the office ladies okay um but you've seen the office yes so when they do the interviews with the characters uh one thing that they noticed that the writers in that show did is they purposely placed characters when they did interviews against a solid wall or a window and that solid wall would represent okay you don't have a future you're gonna you're kind of just stuck here you're not going anywhere but the window would Mm -hmm. represent hey, here's where you're going. You have a future outside of Thunder Mifflin. So that made me realize when that glass wall was there, he can see, oh, that's 
a future of a different life I could have had, mm-hmm. but because of barriers there, and the, it may, for me, it touched on the, he's the rich guy, I'm the poor guy. I can't break this barrier, this glass wall. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that about The Office, so thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I see the same thing, but... Um, yeah, whenever it's weird because he's just staring at him. The lady is like, "Hey, have a seat," and mm-hmm. he'll be with you in a moment. And he doesn't have a seat; he just stands there staring, trying to get his attention. And then he right. just bows. Yeah, uh, which might be a cultural thing, I guess. Um, but also later on, we find out the son is coaching everyone on how to act. Yeah. <laughs> so I I thought back and I'm like, oh, he the son probably told him to do that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, they go on a drive, and uh, Nathan Park, he's in the back with coffee and, like, mm-hmm. making sure that whenever he takes the turns, it doesn't spill. Um, and then I guess he gets the job. I don't remember anything specific from that interaction other than the coffee mug. Yeah, the coffee mug stood out to me, and not just the coffee mug, but how much coffee was poured in it. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. If I was going on a test drive, maybe I'd do like half a mug of coffee just to be safe. But this yeah. this showed me, wow, Mr. Nate is very like arrogant and cocky. Like one little drop over the rim of this almost full coffee and you're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was... it, it, I didn't like him because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Nathan Park. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, like... Pretty much all of these characters, there's no real likable character. Um, we'll get more into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick, so we'll just introduce the last person, which is the mom of the Kim family. Um, oh, mm-hmm. She becomes the maid because... Right. Um, their other maid is allergic to peaches and so they go and like scrape the fuzz off of a peach Mm -hmm. and then throw it on her so that she gets sick Um, and then like the driver he's he's taking the mom out um, for to get groceries or whatever and he's like hey I was at that hospital for an exam and I saw this lady next to me and she looked like the housekeeper like is this her and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, what was she doing at the hospital? And he's like, oh, she said she has TB, um, <laughs> tuberculosis. And the mom was, like, freaking out. And then they go home, and they, like, did more peach stuff to her so that she'd be mm-hmm. coughing and yakking. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and, like, coughs into a napkin while they're walking in. She's, like, having a fit, throws it in the trash, and then, like, just keeps running away coughing. Right. And the mom looks horrified. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the driver walks up to the <laughs> trash can, pours some hot sauce in there on the right napkin, on the and tissue, then pulls yeah. it out, and it looks like blood, like she was coughing up blood. And so, yeah, she gone. That was beautifully orchestrated. Yeah. Like, the the crafting of that, and they're getting the dad to stalk her to the hospital, and that, yeah. t- oh, God. Like, that's a lot of work and effort. <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of points to the desperation that the family must have felt. Right. Um, well, is it desperation at that point? I, at that point, I feel like it's more greed. Because it's three out of the four yeah, employed and getting money. That's true. 
So at this point, I don't think they're desperate. They're just like, I want more. Yeah, that's true. So now that they all have their jobs, so the dad's the driver, the mom's the the maid, um, the son is the tutor, and the daughter is the art therapist. I have a question. All right. Do you do you think that they could have just not lied and said that they were family and gotten these jobs? No. No way. It How come? Gut reaction is a no. Um, so if they were like, hey, we're a fan. Well, one, every individual's character that they've built mm-hmm. is based on a huge lie of we're well off, educated, and, 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 and we're not parasites, for lack of a better word. Yeah. So if they were to say, hey, we're family, that could have been, like, I'm not sure how the how culture works in, or like the norms in South yeah. Korea. But when I, if you were to say, Hey, if they were to say we're all family, they would have, they would have broken their lie and their facade. There's yeah. no way it could have all pieced together because after That's all, true. she said, Oh, it's my uncle, my uncle's driver. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, once they were in, I don't think they could have broken their characters. Yeah. I'm so like when Kevin gets his tutoring job and they're like, Oh, we need an art therapist. Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand why like he lies about his sister because Mm -hmm. she's not at all qualified for that job. But like, obviously she's able to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think if you were like, Oh yeah, my sister is this is really good Um, with kids. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then gotten the interview and still done the exact same, like, you know, why couldn't they? And then they're like, oh, yeah, our dad used to be a driver back in the day. He could mm-hmm. drive for you. But then again, you know, they were still doing the, um, the, I guess, things to get everyone else fired, which isn't good, but. And now that you're saying that, it makes me recall one of the scenes from the car. Or actually, mm-hmm. it's a future scene, but I think it's relevant now. Um, had Kevin presented the idea as like, oh, my sister does this, my dad does that, oh, my mom can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think culturally, or at least the way that the Kim family thinks, they would have wanted to see like experience, certification, respect, and brand. Because if you think of the scene in the car where uh, the dad offers him the card for the hand for the housekeeper services. Yeah. He delivers it. It's like, oh, they only look for VIP people such as yourself. They're very experienced. And then the Mr. Kim says, oh, this card is very. You can tell a lot by a company's card. So it's yeah. very superficial. Mm-hmm. So it had Kevin presented it like, oh, it's my family. No chance whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just wanted to ask because I had that thought whenever I was watching. It's mm-hmm. like, why did you know, just be of, honest? Yeah, it's like this wouldn't be an issue if you were all just <laughs> like, "Hey, we're one big happy family. You guys need help. We can help you." Um, Which goes to show you, you honest work doesn't get you far in that setting. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunate because um, it should be the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, I don't think I touched on it, but. Um, the he had a card for like a maid service, um, mm-hmm. and it essentially just went to a cell phone for at their <laughs> house, and yeah. you know the mom 
showed up and was the new maid. So right. Essentially, this the Kim family just manipulated their way into the Park family. Um, they infiltrated infiltrated yeah. the house like cockroaches is what they said. Yep. Yeah. And so we'll talk about parasites now. So like. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the, the name for this is because the Kim family comes in and just, you know, infects the Park family and they just start to take over. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, infiltrate, I think. Um, but also the Park family, they're kind of like parasites because they can't, like, without any help, they can't survive. Like, they can't drive themselves. They can't cook themselves. They can't clean. Right. Um, and they're so both, they... Um, they depend on like they need the lower class to help them survive and you know the lower class also mm-hmm. needs their help to survive because they need money right it's yeah. it's oddly a balance like a nice balance because mm-hmm. they're both leeching off each other and taking advantage of each other obviously the park no the, yeah the park family is taking the money taking advantage of them but in the same way, the Kim family is taking advantage of like the low labor costs and exploiting them, and we really see that exploitation. Uh, yes, one of the you got the scenes. names switched around, but yes, the Kim, Kim. family is the poor family. Right, right, right. There you yeah. go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to clarify, but um, I'm bad with names, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then. Since we talked about the parasites, I guess there's another par another parasite involved. So another um, layer. They just keep adding layers. It's great. Yeah. So you think it's so the Park family they go camping for Da Song's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, they go on a trip and they're like, okay, lady housekeeper who's Chung Sook, like uh, <laughs> just you know hang out here, keep an eye on the house. Because she lives with them at that point. Yeah. Right. And they're... So the whole Kim family's there. They're drinking, eating all their food. You know, they're like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is pretty much our house. Like, uh, we've taken over. This is our place. They're having fun. They're drinking all the whiskey. Um, And then the doorbell rings. And they're like, who the heck's that? Because, you know, it's late at night. Yeah. Um, and then they go out. answer it. And it's the former maid. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's there. She's like, hey, guys, I forgot something here. Um, I knew it's the song's birthday or whatever, so the family wouldn't be here. Could you just let me in? Um, and actually, before she shows up, it, like, shows... It's a shot from outside and it shows the camera like pointing towards the door. And I even right. noticed that it was cut. Like the oh, wire to the camera. Before she mentioned it. Yeah. And nice. um I like rewinded it and went back and saw it was cut and I was like, That's interesting. So I wrote it down. I was like, I wonder if this will come into play. And then like two <laughs> minutes later she's like, I cut the camera Snips so it. that they wouldn't know I'm here. And I was right. just like, Well, I thought I had some big thing going on, but <laughs> she literally said it. But you know what was a really big thing that we noticed right away with the old housekeeper? What? Her face. Holy yeah. crap. I was like, you look like hell. 
Mm-hmm. And it's um, just, I think she's recovering from the allergic reaction still. Yes. But, oh, it's swollen. It just, it, it looks like she, she's been through some hard shit. <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, laughing. Like, she seems hysterical. Right. Um, which was weird, but mm-hmm. essentially, you know, they eventually let her in. And she's like, okay, I got to go down and get something in the basement. And then it's taking her a while, you know, like the the new maid hides the rest of the Kim family. They're all hiding. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they're like, go check on her. Like, what's taking so yeah, long? Like, and get her out of here. She goes down the stairs and turns and is the old maid. Mm-hmm. And she's like up in the corner of the room. Like, she has her feet on one wall and she's pushing <laughs> oh, on. Push yeah, and she's like pushing over. on this cabinet. And the new maid's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> and the the lady falls as soon as she like opens, but yeah. takes a plate out the bottom. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's like a steel plate or something stuck in the bottom, mm-hmm. and the new maid Chung Sook she helps pull it out, <laughs> and yeah, the lady just falls flat on her face, <laughs> and whenever it moves, you see that there's a doorway behind the cabinet and then mm-hmm. the the kim family like the maid she's like what the heck is this and then yeah oh yeah because they're all watching at this point from afar. yeah they're all like yeah they're mm-hmm. sitting on the stairs or whatever um and then the the old maid she starts running down and she's like yelling she's like honey are you okay honey <laughs> And you're just like, as a viewer, you're like, what the heck is going on now? Because yeah. you're like, this you lady know, really lost it. Yeah. You just think like, oh, it's the poor family. They're infiltrating this rich family. But right. now comes that twist. She runs down and her husband's there like laying in bed and he like doesn't have anything to drink. So she gives him something to drink. And the mom's like, what the heck is going on here? Because there's like a bed, a bathroom, a fridge. Everything right. you need to live down there. And essentially, they've been there since um, the builder of the house, who was an architect, was there. And mm. then he moved out. And they decided, you know what? No one's living here right now. We can just live here. And then the Park family shows up. And they're like, you know, this is still kind of our house. So then they just live in that, like, the lower basement. Right. Um, the underground yeah and they go up and sneak in food like they go and steal food out of the fridge and stuff which earlier in the movie whenever they fire the maid the (laughs) the dad was even like she ate enough for two people which was foreshadowing right which when i first heard it i was like well that's rude to say i thought exactly (laughs) but now we know and one thing i do want to add is the husband that was hiding downstairs of the previous maid, his explanation as to why he's down there, it actually shows more light as to as to how like the economic the the gap is and how serious it is for poor people and hard to get out of that. Because normally here in the U.S., you know, if if this guy said debt collectors were after him and they wouldn't stop, he had a bakery, I think, and it went mm-hmm. out of business. But normally here, like, you know, debt collectors call your house, not speaking from experience, um, <laughs> but they'll just keep hammering, hammering. And we have, um, like, you know, welfare help. We have different things set up to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best, but we have stuff. And there, 
his only resort that he thought would work is hiding in yeah. a dungeon. So I'm just like, is it that bad? Like that collector's over there and that he has to literally hide for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like the, their, they represent what the Kim family is going to become, I guess. Um, because like they are also poor. And at one point, Mr. Kim, um, it's earlier in the movie, but he nonchalantly mentions that he used to have a cake store as well. And then this guy had a bakery. And so it's weird. Like they're essentially the same people. Right. Just, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Just the, the one that lives in the basement, you know, <laughs> he resorted to, you know, I'm just going to hide out. And the mm-hmm. other one resorted to, I'm going to break the law and manipulate people. Right. Yeah. Oh, I um, didn't know that Mr. Ken had a bakery. Yeah. Um, and then, now. yeah. Uh, it's the scene where they ask him about his like driving experience. They're like, Hey, have you ever driven a Benz? Um, I think they're getting food or something. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, I drove after the cake store went out of business or something like that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that. Cause it goes to show you, it could have been a or B back to that. What could have been. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and then while the new housemaid is kind of interrogating them. She's like, I got to call the cops. Like you guys can't be here. <laughs> right. Um, her family who's <laughs> listening, eavesdropping on the stairs, they slip and fall down the stairs Yep. and they're, they're laying there and like the son, he's like, ah, dad, you landed on me or something. <laughs> and the former housemaid, she's like, that's the art teacher. That's the tutor. That's the driver. Oh my gosh, this is one big family. (laughs) And they've been lying about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And smartly whips out her phone. Yep. And starts recording. Yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of funny because the dad was like, he turns to Jessica and he says, There's no cell service down here, is there? And then, (laughs) because, you know, he's like, We can just, you know, lock them down here or something. Yeah. Um, and then the daughter like grabs her phone. And she's like, "Actually, I do have cell service." And he's like, "Dang it!" Um, Which is funny because you're telling me a cell. I don't know how much below the ground has cell service, but our home that's just a regular basement does not yeah, have Wi-Fi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, the the housemaid and her husband they go upstairs and kind of blackmail them. Um, right. They make them all sit there with their arms up and mm-hmm. they, they were like, you know, this is kind of like, I can't remember the analogy they used. I think they're oh, like, the this missile. is, a, yeah, this I is knew, like, a, yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, we can just threaten to press this and they'll do anything we say, <laughs> yeah. um, to press send on sending it to the park family, the video mm-hmm. of them. Um, and they're like massaging each other and weird stuff. And then I guess they, they get too comfortable and the Kim family rush them and they all start fighting and then the mm-hmm. phone rings and they're like, what oh, the heck's mm-hmm. going on here? Um, and then they go answer it and it's the Kim or the park family. And they're like, Hey, uh, can you like throw something on the, the stove? 
throw some mm-hmm. Ramdan on there. Yeah. Um, With sirloin. Yeah. They're like, we're, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be great for when we get home. Mm-hmm. And the housemaid, like, oh. yeah, the maid's like, <laughs> wait, that means you're like going to be here soon. What happened? Like, yeah, I got rained out. Uh, mm-hmm. The GPS says we'll be there in eight minutes. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, holy crap. And so they like tie up the the former housemaid and her husband mm-hmm. and take them downstairs or whatever. Um, and they're trying to like clean up upstairs. And then this is where it kind of gets to another level is like the, the dad, Mr. Kim took the dude that's been living in the basement. He's downstairs with him, like tying him up. Mm-hmm. And the mom like gets loose or the housemaid gets loose. Right. And she's running up. Out. She's running up the stairs as the park family's getting there. And Mrs. Kim walks over <laughs> and just Gently. boots her. Yeah. She boots her down those stairs. Concrete um, stairs too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at the very bottom, she hits her oh. head. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it was pretty rough. It, it's but, a cringing moment. Yeah, I was just like, yep, yeah, she's dead. Like, that broke her neck. Like, she's <laughs> she done <gone>. for. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Mr. Kim ties her up and mm-hmm. puts her inside and, like, closes it. And then he, they all hide out at different places. Um, and then it gets to the point where the the kid he wants to go camp out in his he has like a little his little uh, tp tent yeah tp that's what it's called mm. I, I couldn't remember what it's called thank you <laughs> a, a um, yort. <laughs> yeah um the kid wants to sleep out there in the pouring rain and his parents are like okay well we'll just sleep on the couch and mm. keep an eye on him little did he know the kim family <laughs> is hiding under their like coffee table it's a big coffee table um luckily for them it's pretty big yeah (laughs) exactly so they're hiding there they were waiting for them to go to bed so they could sneak out well instead the the parks are just gonna lay on the couch and start you know getting weird um that was such a like (laughs) i think that's the first time we see them like really enjoy some sort of bliss yeah like pleasure and for it to be that scene, I was like, huh, okay. Everyone yeah. has their, their preferences, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a lot of touching and saying weird things. Um, That's important, though, what they said. what Didn't he say Mr. Kim was like, not Mr. Kim, Mr. Park. He yeah. was like, I want you to put on those panties I found. <laughs> yes. But he knows they're ju- they are Jessica's. And then the Mrs. Park, what does she say? She says something like, give me drugs. Yeah. She, <laughs> she thinks that's She's like, give me all husband. the drugs. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, weren't you guys just, they're very hypocritical and saying mm-hmm. this is not, and, but turns out like, like the rest of us, it's fun to do things you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also this is where they first comment on Mr. Kim's smell. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, they were like, I, it smells bad in here. And he's like, yeah, it smells like Mr. Kim. Um, and she's like, like old people. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, it like smells like a subway or something. Um, you know, like 
and, and that's Mr. when she sorry go when, i was gonna say is that when she was like oh only it's certain people that ride the subway yeah mm-hmm. um and to poor people yeah exactly and then like they don't know it but mr kim is laying under the table <laughs> um and then like earlier in the movie also the kid the song he smells oh, mr kim mm. and then he runs over to the maid and smells her and he's like they smell the same and the parents mm-hmm. are just like what the heck are you talking about like get Stop out of here being kid. Weird. yeah yeah mm-hmm. don't go around putting your nose on people <laughs> which hey i've gotten in trouble for too many times <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. But. Uh, where do you want to go from here? I'm looking at my notes because I, okay. I wrote some good notes about this scene. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that that sense, like Mr. Kim's smell, mm-hmm. without realizing it, that plants the seed for something that's mm-hmm. just going to explode later. Um but yeah, after that, basically, they just sneak out once it's safe. They fall asleep. The the parks fall asleep. So the Kim family sneaks out. And one layer of juxtaposition I noticed is okay. in the beginning of the movie when the son is uh, Kevin, when he's going to the fancy house the first time, mm-hmm. it's just a shot of a nice hill. And there's the entrance to the house, and he just gently walks up to it. But now, when they're, like, squirreling out and you see the tides changing, they decide mm-hmm. to show you the whole, how long it actually is to get back and down from that hill. So it kind of shows, and through the rain, so it shows you, mm-hmm. okay, getting there was really easy to them, but they didn't show you the big hill they had to climb. But now they're showing you, oh, man, this is a downfall. This is how hard it's going to hit by, like, showing you how long it took to get back home. And yeah. on top of that, their floods, they, they show their home is flooding, their mm-hmm. basement. Yeah. So, real quick, um, mm. the earlier in the movie, um, the mom, like Chung Sook, mm-hmm. the poor mom, um, mm-hmm. they're sitting around the table I don't remember why it comes up, but she like calls her dad a cockroach. Um, they're like, you know, at, at the first sight of trouble, or you know, if we're about to get caught, he'll just scurry away like a little cockroach at the first right. sight of light. And then it's kind of cool, like whenever they're crawling away, he literally inches away, like towards the stairs, kind of like a cockroach. Whenever. Um, he's trying to escape which i thought right. was cool oh yeah um, literally like if someone turned the lights on in a room and you see all the cockroaches like disperse yeah um and then yeah like you mentioned their house flooded because they live in like a basement pretty much um yeah and it's kind of cool they asked um uh, one of the things i watched the interview with bong jun ho they asked him about colors and he said when you watch this movie there's three colors he wants you to keep an eye on. Um, or he wanted to stick with you. Mm-hmm. One of them was brown. And he's like, they really utilized that at their house. Um, even mm-hmm. before it floods, it's a lot like all of the surfaces look dirtier. You see the stained um, walls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then... When it floods, it's just brown water. Oh. There's sewage water pumping out of the toilet. <laughs> yep. um, 
Which they actually used, he said, for the water, they used, like, the stuff for facial masks so that the actors oh, okay. in it, it would yeah. actually be, like, good for their skin. <laughs> That's very um, thoughtful. Yeah, but there's a lot of brown that symbolizes their dirtiness. And then mm-hmm. the other colors were um, black. And he said he liked to use that as, like... Um, the entrance to the basement, like how that's black and how we mentioned like the ghost. Um, The ghost is actually the man that was living in the basement. I guess he came up for food and the song was sitting there eating cake. Right. And it like shows his head come up to just his eyes and it Mm. looks so creepy. Yeah. But like the use of black in that scenario was awesome. Mm. Um, And then the other color is green. There's nothing green in uh the kim's house um, oh mm-hmm. and then once you go to the park's house like like i said like the grass is cgi to like right. even like super green mm-hmm. and it also like symbolizes money like there's a yeah. lot of green there that has exactly. to symbolize the money that they have um so i thought that was interesting i like that fact good work <laughs> yeah um and then also the flooding of their house is kind of the turning point because you know obviously they have nowhere to live um mm. and kevin he gets the rock that um <laughs> his friend min gave to him because he's i don't know it's important to him they right. lost their house but they still have their rock mm-hmm. um and then they go and sleep in a gymnasium with a bunch of other poor people right and then the next day they get a call from the Park family and they're like, hey, um, we're having a surprise birthday party for DeSong. Um, we need your help to mm-hmm. get, like they asked like Mr. Kim. Like on deck, basically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, Mr. Kim, I need you to drive me to go to the store or whatever. And then they end up inviting Jessica and Kevin anyways mm-hmm. so that they're all there. Um, and this is kind of... Kevin's turning point like you can yep. see he's there and he's making out with his girlfriend who's the high who he's tutoring I guess um, mm-hmm. and she even like steps back she's like what are you thinking about because like you're not thinking about this kiss right yeah. now and he says some I can't remember what he says mm-hmm. um, but it's um, hang on I'm getting a phone call I was going to say I hear something <laughs> Okay, no. sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Um, hey, I'm going to take this break to take a step back into okay. the the flooding and, like, post-flooding, because I know we're going to enter the party scene. But I was going through Reddit, looking through different theories and, like, researching people's opinions. And one thing that really stood out to me was when you look at how the Park family was affected by the rain out of the camping and they have mm-hmm. to go home they can go back in their warm cozy car they have a clean big home to go to the made to make them dinner and their biggest worry they had to complain is the daughter not having ramen because the mom yeah. ate it so but then when they show the opposite of when the kim family's house flooded they had nowhere to go it's just all turned to crap and they don't have that luxury that the kim family had, or that the parker park family has yeah that's true i didn't um recognize that but now that you mention it i think that's something that was obviously written for a reason um 
Exactly. So I didn't notice it until a Reddit user said it. So thank you to yeah. the Reddit user. Yeah, thank you, Reddit <laughs> user. Uh, but makeout session. That's where we left off. Yeah, but, they were. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he was uh, not into their makeout session, and I don't remember exactly what he says because he's like he's talking in um what's the oh, word I'm he thinking? He says, um, "Do you think I fit in here? Like in this? Yeah, that's in the in this setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what the girl says either. Probably like, yeah, dude, what's wrong? Oh yeah, she um, was like, why why so deep? Like chill, nonchalant. Yes. Yeah, which is also mm-hmm. like. Um, the rich family, they don't really seem to think lower of the poor family, I would say. Because they and don't the know poor... they're poor. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. then, um, You're just yeah, Kevin's us. like, do I fit in? She's like, yeah, of course you fit in. Like, yeah. Okay, right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, I got to go down there and do something or something. Like, something clicks in him and he's like, okay, I got to go do something. Right. And she's like oh, you're going out to the party? And he's like, no, I'm going lower. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, what do you mean? Um, yeah. And then he goes downstairs, I guess, to kill the hell, like the people that live down there because he brings his <laughs> rock. Right. Um, and first off, he drops it down the stairs. That alerts them that he's coming. Mm-hmm. And then he like peeks out. And then he sees the woman that used to be the maid laying right. there not moving and so he like crawls over to check on her make sure she's okay and i love the camera angle because it's shot from like below him Mm -hmm. and then you see it's angled up yeah you see this little noose type thing yeah coming up from behind him and it makes a halo around him so i'm I'm just like is this metaphorical are you like a a martyr at this Mm -hmm. point because you're trying to save your family yeah it like (laughs) kind of pauses for a moment like a halo yeah yeah and then it goes down behind his neck and the guy pulls him back and hooks him up to a pole yeah um and then the the old dude that's in the basement he grabs the rock and he's gonna try to kill him Mm -hmm. and he goes to hit him in the head but he like jumps back he wiggles loose and he starts running up the steps to Um, grab him before he escapes yeah, um, yeah, he grabs the thing around his neck and it pulls him back like right at the top of the stairs oh. and he's laying on the floor and the dude has his freaking, the rock that um, Kevin thought was so valuable Right. and the guy that's living in the basement just picks it up, slams it on his head. Yeah, um, not once, but twice. Yeah, not once, picks it up mm-hmm. again, slams it on his head and it's such a weird shot because it just bounces right off his head um it's weird that they show it but i liked it uh, i was kind of hoping his face would cave in but it doesn't um, <laughs> so that made me think of a question for you okay that scene when you were watching murder like i don't know if you watch murder like documentaries and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um one of the biggest things that in a trial when deciding what kind of charges there are is mm-hmm. was this pre premeditated? Is this, in your opinion, premeditated for Kevin? And if so, like, how long do you think it's been simmering for? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was probably just the flood, 
I don't know why, but like whenever their house flooded, it was like a turning point for him. Um, he used to have mm-hmm. vigor, and then now he doesn't. Um, right. He just He's loses broken. that. Yeah. Um, and so. I don't know, because also whenever they're sleeping in the gym, his dad's like, the key to having a good plan is not having a plan. Mm-hmm. So I kind of don't think it's premeditated until he's at the house with his girlfriend and he sees all the rich people out there and he's like, I don't fit in here. Um, I don't know why he wants to kill the people in the basement. Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah. All right. So before they got to the house, because I'm thinking of the same scene where it's flooded and that's when he mm-hmm. turns. But right before they see the house is flooded, they're in the streets. Like, they just finished going down that long staircase, another staircase. Mm-hmm. And he asks the dad. He's panicked. He's, like, floor just ripped underneath him, ripped out from underneath him. He doesn't know what to do. He's totally in control. So he asks dad, dad, what are we going to do? What's our plan? I don't have a plan. And dad mm-hmm. takes over as I'm the planner. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. But like you said, then later, like once they get there to the gym and they're sleeping there, it's like, oh, don't have a plan. Yeah. But at the gym, what's his name again? The son? Kevin. Kevin yeah. is like, he says something along the lines of, this rock is calling me. It is mm-hmm. my destiny. So like that's how I understood it. Like this is my destiny. I'm meant to be rich. I'm meant to be poor, and we have to, I have to get there. So I think he started having the motivation to mm-hmm. like, hey, I need to do whatever I need to do. And as by bring, I don't know what the intention of. I don't think he meant to bring the rock to kill somebody, but maybe he was just mm-hmm. like, I need this by me. But it was definitely a gut reaction, where all the other environmental factors were lining him up to this boiling point where he's just like Mm -hmm. fuck it i'm gonna do it once but when he does it twice that's where the premeditated kind of really sets in for me i'm like oh you want to make sure he's dead dead yeah um i can also see it like the guy in the basement he like worships nathan park like he has pictures of him up Right. And he'll like turn on the lights as he's walking out and he like sometimes writes to him in Morse code with the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that that guy was just upset. It's kind of um, ironic, but he's upset that the Kim family's here and they're manipulating and taking advantage of the Park family. He's doing the same How thing. Yeah. Right. Um, He's doing the same thing, but I also think like now he feels like he's part of the house and he's like, Mm -hmm. you're taking advantage of this man who gives me everything. And then he's like, the first hit, I think he's just mad because he's like, you came down here. Were you going to kill me? And then the second hit, he's just angry. He's like, you're taking advantage of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's also when he snaps because he goes... He, you know, smashes him twice with the rock. And then he goes upstairs, <laughs> stops in the kitchen, grabs a knife. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you know. We're going to do the, this. Yeah, he's like, okay, the Kim family's done, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's got his head busted oh, yeah. open because mm-hmm. he was headbutting 
the lights to give more to do Morse code mm-hmm. to like say, hey, help me out down here or something like right. that. Um, and then, yeah, he goes out with a knife and the first person he stabs is Jessica, the daughter. Um, and How that's did you feel everyone... about that? How did you feel Him... about Jessica dying or being the first to like go from the family? I don't have an opinion. What about you? I was like, Jessica doesn't deserve this. Yeah, she manipulated, is trying to take advantage of it, but she's just trying her best here. So I was like, if I was, because if I was the, what's his name, the husband that's in the, if I was him, I'd be more mad at the mm. the dad, because I think he's the one that tied them all up. So yeah. I'd be like this, that would be my last impression, not the daughter. But then again, so, that's how you heard the dad more. What what I was thinking is the dad was hiding in the bushes with Nathan Park mm-hmm. because they were putting on this enact like this kind of show um to make the song like save the princess or whatever. And the princess was Jessica and the mom was doing something with food because she's, you know, the maid or, you know, helping out. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably just ran outside and saw her first and was like, you, mm-hmm. you're dead. And then ran <laughs> after her. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. Oh yeah. The primal instinct kicking in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he stabs her also real quick about this party. <laughs> the mom, she's like, Hey, she calls up a bunch of friends. She's like, Hey, we're just having a little get together. Don't Cloud bring nine. any presents. Mm-hmm. She literally tells someone else, she's like, you can come in sweatpants. It doesn't matter. Everyone's <laughs> wearing dresses and suits. Someone comes and performs live music. Everybody brings presents. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was funny to me. Were, were you upset because you didn't see one pair of jorts in the whole scene? <laughs> <laughs> I was upset. We need more jorts in movies and in life. Oh, no. No, I, I definitely cracked up because I'm like, you're just... When she made that note of, oh, you can wear sweatpants for all I care. But you know if somebody showed up in sweatpants, she'd be giving them, like, the stink eye. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something I didn't notice the first time I was watching it. But then, like, this time Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she's telling everyone not to dress up. And I know everybody dressed up. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was funny. This is actually the first scene, like, her planning this party and hosting it where she's finally assertive and in control. So mm-hmm. I was like, yes, these are this is a kind of woman I like to see. But but then as we know it goes to shit later. Yeah. Um <laughs> so like we said, the man from downstairs stabs Jessica and she's bleeding mm-hmm. out, I guess. Um and Mr. Kim runs out and is you know, he puts his hand on the bleeding because he's like, you know, I don't want my daughter to die. Right. Um, and Nathan, well, their son, the song, he has a seizure because he sees, he sees <laughs> the guy who he kid. thought. Yeah, he sees the guy who he saw years ago or a year or whatever ago right. as a ghost. Um, he's just bleeding like he looks terrifying. Yeah. And he just With stabs someone. Hand. Yeah. Um, and so. The Park family, they're trying to get the son away. They're like, hey, we got to go to the hospital. And they're like, Mr. Kim, leave Jessica. You have to drive us to the hospital. Yeah. Because they don't know, like, oh, that's his daughter. 
And um, it's not even like they could have said, "Hey, bring Jessica, bring the kid." Yeah. Like we're all going to go. Let's go. No, they just shoved everyone else aside and put themselves first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mr. Kim tries to throw the keys to Mr. Park, <laughs> but tussling in the middle is his wife Chung Sook and mm. the crazy man from the basement. Because um, he called her out. He was like, yeah. Chung Sook, get over here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so they're tussling, and then she ends up stabbing him with a skewer that they have, like, <laughs> they had shish kebabs on. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... A waste of shish kebab, might I say. That, well, the dog <laughs> ate it later. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I didn't like that scene. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she stabs him, and the mom's fine... I think, yeah. Um, she yeah. ends up living. Mom makes it. Yeah. Yeah, and so the the dude that's been in the basement's dead, and so Mr. Park, Nathan Park, he's like, okay, I'll get the keys myself and take my kid to the hospital. Um, and at the, like he's going. Also, at the same time, Mr. Kim behind, um, he sees everybody leaving, and he sees mm-hmm. the girl from the family. She had found Kevin with his head busted open, blood all on him, and she's picking him up and taking him to safety. Yeah. Um, Which, hey, nice. that's a nice girl. I was Um, proud of her because that goes back to what was it? Who had said, I think Kevin's mom had said, oh, she's just a nice girl. Like, they made it very clear that her soul is just pure. Yeah. And that Um, reinforced it. Yeah, she, yeah, helped save him. But um, Mr. Kim sees, like, oh, crap. You know, my daughter stabbed my son. His head's busted open. Um, and at the same time, Nathan Park goes, he lifts the the now-dead basement guy <laughs> right. um, to grab his keys, and he smells the basement guy, and he, like, <laughs> that old, holds his mm-hmm. nose because he's, like, Oh man, this guy smells. Um, (laughs) And Mr. Kim is like, that triggers him um, because he's like, this guy hates poor people. He makes fun of how I smell. Mm -hmm. And this other poor person who's lived in a basement smells the same way. And so then, yeah, he runs. I think he grabs the knife and then runs up to Nathan Park and stabs him for seemingly no reason to anyone but Mr. Park. Right, because like, he's the one that's know. like, yeah, he's the one that's like, this guy keeps insulting how I smell, and I saw him make a face when he smelled that guy. Yeah. Um, Which, so, for me, if, like, I'm sorry, if my kid gets stabbed, or, like, has a seizure, and I need to get the car keys, I'm going to go in, grab him, not even think twice, but the fact mm-hmm. that this guy deliberately, I mean, it's obviously directing, but he was directed yeah. to deliberately take a time to make that statement i was like oh you're really adding gas to the fire here i like yeah and i like mr kim's face because he looks like worried and then the guy smells and he just goes straight angry face and he's like okay that's that's the last straw yeah i love that part um so then he goes and stabs him and everyone's like screaming running away and it shows him running down the stairs um and then he breaks back inside 
Um, mm. And then there's a bit of a time jump. Right. It cuts to Kevin is in the hospital. He had brain surgery and he's laughing. Mm. Um, he thinks everything's funny. And they're like, yeah, it's a it's side normal. effect of. Yeah. And they're mm. like, it's a side effect of brain surgery. Um, He'll laugh at and everything. He like, yeah. He mm. like narrates it. He's, he's like, yeah, I thought it was funny at the jury when we were charged with like, I think they went on probation or something. Um, they didn't get any charges. They just got yeah, off yeah. with probation. And that's yep. when he said, I kept laughing at everything except when I saw the news. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the news, they like, they talk about how his father was never found the driver. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, he seemingly just disappeared out of thin air. Um, and so Kevin goes up on this mountain with mm-hmm. binoculars so he can see the house. Right. Um, and he sees like, you know, new people moved in and he's like, you know, I just stayed there later for some reason. And, um, the light started flickering and it was mm-hmm. his dad sending a message in Morse code, letting him know like, Hey, I'm mm-hmm. out. I'm down here. I'm fine. Um, he says like he buried the former housemaid out in the, yard whenever no one lived there um i will say um i i don't like that mountain scene i was like this is too forced there's the possibility of him oh i i had a hunch i'm gonna stay here like Mm -hmm. i know you had to find a way and i don't know a nice a better way to do it but i was like "Ah, i didn't like that part yeah it might be one of those things too like i don't really have this experience, but I know I've heard stories where someone's like, you know, um, I woke up sick. I had a bad feeling to my stomach. Um, and then I went outside, like checked my phone and got a call that, you know, someone I love had died. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's like weird stuff like that that happened. Yeah. Um, and that's valid. Cause I know what you're talking yeah. about. So that could have been it, but it is a kind of a weird thing to put in a movie like mm-hmm. that type of thing. But yeah, I'm not, I didn't really like after it, um, the time jump. I guess right. Um, that's probably my only issue with the movie. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it does kind of a dream sequence where Kevin's like, "Hey, one of these days, I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna go to college, and I'm gonna buy this house. And whenever mm-hmm. I do, you'll just have to walk up the stairs." Um, exactly. And then it shows like his dad walking up the stairs and going outside. And, you know, it's his son and his wife. And pause right and they, there. How did you feel when you saw that scene? So I thought that was the ending. Same. Um, That's what I thought. And I, yeah, and I was like, is the only thing I could think of is, is this a happy ending? Yeah. Because, like, I guess it is for them, but, like, their daughter, like, the daughter died. Right. Um, you know, they've been separated for so long. But then, you know, that ends up not being the ending. But, like, what, what did you think? I thought I thought it was the ending, too. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. great. Like, he did it. He got his dad back. And then it goes back to the same scene in the beginning, which is actually something that I read that the director does in all of his movies. He always starts and finishes with the same scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but it just says, and when I did my research, it said, oh, um, it goes back to the same scene because what was what was the reason for it? Kind of just to show like it's a cycle, 
And even though everything mm. in the world has changed, we're still the same. So he's back yeah. where he started. And I was like, oh, man, that hurts. Because mm-hmm. it kind of erases that hope, that hope that you had. But that is a director's choice of saying, hey, I want to be as realistic as possible. This is yeah. realistically, he's never going to get that job. He's never going to make that much money. He's never going to buy the house. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn. That's the opposite of the American dream. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing. Whenever it does that, like dream sequence, I was like, he's still very young. Whenever he like buys that house, I was like, how the heck did he get rich that quick? Right. Like, and this is a nice house. Like, sure, someone died in it. Um, yeah. So it's probably <laughs> cheaper, but still, like, it's a nice house by like one um, person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like you said, yeah, it cuts back and. He's like, yeah, until that day, you know, I'm just going to be working hard trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, yeah. But with that being said, um, like, do you have anything else that you want to bring up about the movie? Since we're at the end of the movie, um, anything yeah. else? I'm looking at the stuff out? that I highlighted, and there's one mm-hmm. thing that we didn't touch on, is okay. um, when... The the previous housekeeper, the previous maid, she and her husband are up in the couch and she's giving them a massage and they have their button, their phone ready to send the video and the the, the Kim family in the corner, like hostage style. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed was the subtle slap at North Korea because mm-hmm. the previous housekeeper starts reading off thing, reading off like oh, this is a missile, welcome to the news, like an anchor in North Korea. And the husband's like, haha, you sound just like an anchor in North Korea. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh, that was that's funny. And also, <laughs> before that, like when the family is um, chilling out on the couch, they're drinking, getting drunk and stuff, mm-hmm. and the daughter, she's eating a snack and she turns the bag around and it has like a dog on it. She's like, oh, <laughs> these are dog treats? <laughs> I thought that was funny. It- and that sucks. So I guess to show you the quality of food she probably was eating beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, she was enjoying dog food. Right. Yeah, that's like, true. Have you tried dog cookies before? No. I haven't. But <laughs> I don't we, believe you. No, no, no. The reason I ask is we had our one of our friends was watching our dogs, and mm. we left cookies like treats. We're like, oh, but we didn't explain these are treats for the dogs. But one of her daughters ate one of the cookies for the dogs. And then the mom was like, I think these are for the dogs. She's like, no, they taste good. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So (laughs) not from experience, but apparently it tastes good to some some humans. Yeah. um, I know for our dog, we used to buy is like peanut butter cookies. Mm -hmm. And I think my dad would eat one (laughs) sometimes or something. Um, Dad, if you're listening and I just slandered your name, I'm sorry. But I think I remember you eating one. Um, <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we've touched on everything I wanted to. Do you have anything else? I'm looking through my notes. I, I have a few little things, but nothing is, but they're all like yeah. minor. So, yeah. I think we got all the good stuff. Okay, cool. Then, are you ready? To conclude this episode of Friends with Cinefits. Let's let's do it. Okay, so Leo, I I gotta ask, 
you to rate this movie on the the world famous Friends with Cinefits scale of one to three. No halves, full numbers. Full. You can give it a okay. Three being like highly recommend, right? Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm giving it a three as well. I'm trying to. I haven't. I give so many movies threes. I was gonna ask. Have you had many ones? Just one. Which one? Um, uh, the last Airbender. Oh, okay, I haven't seen those, so I can't. I can't. Comment. Yeah, I don't watch it. The series <laughs> is great on Netflix, but the movie's terrible. Okay. Um, that's it. But also, like, that was not fun to watch at all. It's fun no. to record, but I don't like watching bad movies. So I'm glad <laughs> that I haven't had many ones. Well, then you have to change your rating scale. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think it's definitely a three. Obviously, all the awards back it up, mm-hmm. um, and I would agree. Like the one thing that I didn't like about the movie was that mountain scene, but in the grand scheme, that's like point oh one percent of the whole thing. Yeah, so exactly. That, that's why um, I'm okay with it. And the it's comedy. still like, I, it's yeah, it's funny mm-hmm. after watching it this time. Like, I have a better appreciation for it. Like. It's a beautiful mm. movie. The like some of the shots are incredible. Um, oh it's yeah, just, yeah, it's a great movie. So I recommend it. Also, recommendation that I like <laughs> to do. Um, I already brought it up earlier, but it's Train to Busan, which has Kevin from this movie. Um, it's a zombie movie, which I don't like zombie movies at all because I don't think they're scary. But um, this one and uh, Shaun of the Dead are my two favorite zombie movies. So, Train to Busan. Okay. Did yeah, you say? I reckon. Did you say Shaun of the Dead? Shaun, yes. Okay. It it's uh like a comedy movie. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. I don't think uh, I have. It's good. I recommend it. Um, hey, do you have it on DVD? I do. All right, I'll stop by and pick uh, it up. Uh, okay, sounds good. Um. <laughs> And then next episode, I will be doing The Princess Bride with <laughs> Claire Bellina. Did, and did uh, Claire pick that? I don't yes. know Claire, but okay. No, you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and might see if her friend Kinsey's going to join as well. Oh. Um, but I forgot to ask before we recorded. So. <laughs> You'll find out day up. That's on me. Yeah. If she's not, <laughs> then I'll edit this part out. There you um, go. So with all that being said, Leo, thank you for joining me. And I give everyone the opportunity to promote anything. So if you want to promote anything, it could be like your favorite fruit. It could be <laughs> anything you're working on. Um, the, the floor is yours. All right. What do we want to promote? Um, I'm actually going to use use you as an example of something we should promote. Um, And I think we should promote uh, people doing more of what they enjoy. Because you totally, I remember when you first mentioned this, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then you actually followed through with it. And now you have this Mm -hmm. cool podcast. Um, And for me, that's something like you and someone else um, that I follow on Instagram from college inspired me to start doing something new that I want to challenge myself with and enjoy. So I think I've told you this before, but I don't know how to swim. 
I'm learning how to swim and taking classes, adult swimming classes, so that I could do a triathlon. So thank you nice. for embracing and trying new things and sharing it with the world because it inspired me. Wow, I'll cry right now, Neil. <laughs> I swear. Oh, no, no, keep doing it because I think it's great. The more people do what they like and enjoy, the better off we'll be as a world. Yeah, I agree. That's why I give people the opportunity to recommend stuff. Um, you know, like our guest last week, he's in a band and has his own website, so he can do that. Um, had people on that uh, have their own clothing Instagram where you can buy retro clothes. I just like um, people doing what interests them, like you said. So, yeah. Um, and I, and I'm if glad you can make that... it a side hustle, more power to you. Exactly. That's the main come um, out of it. Yeah. So, again, thank you for joining, Leo. This was a bunch of fun. And I hope you had fun, too. Of course. And thank you for having me. I feel like a celebrity yeah, now. <laughs> you are. Um, and everyone, thanks for listening. And tune in next week for The Princess Bride. Woop woop. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. And have a great day, evening, whatever you're doing when you listen. That's right. So, yeah. Bye. Bye.